dream will rise to the top. Oh yeah. Welcome to another edition of the WrestleGetting Podcast. I am one of your three favorite podcast hosts, Chris the Heat Matthew, joined each and every week by Garrett G. Money Mun and the Tennessee G. What is up, you shitbag motherfuckers? I'm not responding. Hang the shitbag. Neither is Carl. <laughs> <laughs> but you're a motherfucker. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now we got to find new jobs. And I don't know how long we get this $30 a week that Chris has been paying me to do these episodes. 30? I thought it was 20. When'd you get a raise? <laughs> oh, was it 20? <laughs> got a raise. <laughs> Ah, uh, no, you guys aren't shitbags. You're motherfuckers, though, but you're not shitbags. Well, I'm, I'm a motherfucker. Garrett, Garrett, I don't think he's fucked the mom yet, so. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Oh, man. Everybody that's listening to this is like, what the hell are these guys going on about now? <laughs> Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, awesome. Ah, oh, speaking of motherfuckers, follow us on Twitter, Russell Getting Pod with one D, Instagram, Russell Getting Pod with two Ds, and for the underscore collection on Instagram as well. Facebook.com slash Russell Getting Pod, YouTube.com slash for the collection. And you can buy some of our shit at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Podcast and RedBubble.com slash People slash Pod. Oh, man. Good stuff there. Uh, I got nothing for follow-up from last week. You guys got anything? Are you I did, but I don't shit? remember what it was. Uh, you know, $20, I actually shit on you. Uh, so it's all <laughs> Oh, man, that's terrible. Okay. The, the, the things we'll do for money on this podcast. Like, ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, great. I got a question for you. Since we, uh, we didn't get to these last week, just real quick here, pop this one in. I want to know who you guys think had the greater impact in professional wrestling, Hulk Hogan or Stone Cold Steve Austin? Garrett's Googling who these two people are right now. Yep. <laughs> Garrett, you want me to help you out? How about how about we throw John Cena in there too? Oh fuck no. <clears throat> Take that trash bag out of there. Uh I think there's only one answer to this. Oh yeah. Hulk Hogan. No. I was gonna yep. say uh, my answer is gonna be Stone Cold. I um I mean I was a fan of both of them, uh, you know, I had uh, Hulk Hogan underwear when I was little, um, 
and I had uh, you know awesome t-shirts when I was a little older. Um, but um, like Hulk Hogan, he was like a, a child. Like, he was a mega. What the hell? I think we lost Carl. We did. I think he was going to say he was a megastar, but Steve Austin was uh, an icon. And it's just better all around. (laughs) Well, until Carl comes back, I'm saying Hulk Hogan because we wouldn't have it wasn't for Hogan, we wouldn't have professional wrestling as we have it today. It wouldn't be as mainstream, or even during the Attitude Era, it wouldn't have been as mainstream if it was, it wasn't for Hogan. <clears throat> we wouldn't have Stone Cold Steve Austin if it wasn't for Hogan. Because that was a, everything from the Attitude was a direct, Attitude Era was a direct response to WCW and the NWO, headed by Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan. That's my two cents on that one. Okay. Well, you can take your two cents and uh, throw it off with that. You can't buy anything with it. so Exactly. (laughs) You could just talk about it on a podcast. Absolutely. And that's what we're going to do. And hey, here to buy time. Uh, The acclaimed actually isn't in a match as a tag team. It's just one of them versus Brian Danielson. Yeah, they announced that um, earlier this week. I think it was earlier today. We record on Friday. um, But Tony Khan's supposed to announce their match at full gear tonight. Ah. Carl, you back? Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, what were you saying about? I, I don't know what point I got cut off. I heard so, something uh, about Hogan being, I think, a megastar is what you're trying to say. Well, no, Hogan was a megastar, um, but he was a megastar for children. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, every eight-year-old uh, um, <clears throat> year old kid, like, could have heard wrestlers. It was Hogan. Austin, to me, kind of transcended wrestling because he was, like, a megastar for, like, not just kids, but also like their thirty-year-old dads. Like um, he got like everyone like back into wrestling. Like you know, what I'm saying there were grown adults uh, that he brought into the market. It wasn't just for children; it was also for adults too. That's why I think Austin probably had a bit greater impact on wrestling than Hogan did. Well. Uh, since you missed it, <laughs> I went, I said Hogan and mainly like the point, I'll just, um, recap what I said. You wouldn't have Austin if there wasn't a Hogan. Uh, I think, I think you would. No, not in that capacity. I think we'd still have the ringmaster. Oh, uh, I don't think we would have Stone Cold Steve Austin. For what reason though? Because the Attitude Era was a direct response to WCW and the NWO. 
forcing them to change the way that they produce their product. So if we didn't mm-hmm. have that, if Bischoff didn't create the NWO and bring in Hogan <clears throat> and have him turn heel and change the way that they were doing things, especially with Hall and Nash, there wouldn't have been a, a reason to change Austin's character from the ringmaster to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, I mean, Austin kind of organically changed to Austin. It wasn't like it was, it wasn't my like uh, sitting down with a pen and paper, like, hey, we need you to do this now because Hogan just turned heel or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, it was it was more of an organic change, but it wasn't like I don't think it would have happened if it wasn't for Hogan <clears throat> and the NWO. Um, I mean, I, I think the like Ted DiBiase getting fired or let go was more of like a a change for Austin than like the NWO being formed. And I, like I said, like Hogan was like a hero to to little kids. Where like uh, the numbers that Austin and The Rock were pulling in in the Attitude Era of like would eclipse like anything that Hogan ever done. Um, and that's what I was saying, you know, Austin got older people back in the wrestling uh, where Hogan was still, you know, basically for little kids. Well, those little kids grew up to be Stone Cold Steve Austin fans. Yeah, yeah, I grew up to be a Stone Cold Steve Austin fan. <laughs> my, dad, my dad, for example, never was a Hogan fan. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he grew up with like a Ric Flair, Holly Race, like, guy. And, yeah. you know, was only watching wrestling because, you know, I wanted to see Hulk Hogan and stuff. But then, like, you know, Austin got everyone into wrestling. Like, even people that wasn't into wrestling, into wrestling. Because he was a badass character. So, that you think about it, kind of look at it this way. If, um, if that was how Hulk Hogan was like for our parents. That's how John Cena is for us. Yep. A hundred percent. Okay. Awesome. I'm still sick with Hogan though. I'm fine. I'm, I'm sticking with Austin. Cause like I think, I think fucking Austin three sixteen church and church. I haven't seen a fucking like, <laughs> You haven't seen it. It's not even hot shirt at church. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna make that. <clears throat> I think that's the next shirt I do. Is that it's not even hot? No, <laughs> brother. Awesome. All right, that was a fun question. I like that one. I like that one. That was a good question. So. <clears throat> All right, so that's let's uh let's go ahead and jump in the news. We got another round of WWE releases to talk about, some other stuff here. So let's let's uh mosey on over to the news desk. Hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one nine hundred forty five four Hulk. All right, so. <laughs> WWE releases. It was like 18 total people. Um, I, it kind of sucks, especially coming off the heels of um, the Ring of Honor announcement from last week. 
But like in 30 days, a lot of these people are going to be open to go wherever they want, uh, which includes Ember Moon, uh, Frankie Monet, uh, Katarina Cortez, which I'm, I'm kind of like a lot of these um, kind of sucks because they're just starting to pick up steam, um, especially Katrina Cortez. Like she's been like a huge part of Legato del Fantasma, like over the last like month or so, and then like boom, mm-hmm. gone. Yep. <clears throat> oh. And say so I was reading an article about how many like total it's been. It's been seventy one releases this year. For just this year? Uh, yeah. Damn. That's like <clears throat> like with you know like that whole like starter releases because that was the start. Was that like Samoa Joe like release? Because that was the beginning of the year, right? Yeah, yeah, seventy-one total this year. Um, speaking of which, uh, have you heard like some of the rumors going around on some of the people and why they released? And- yeah, <clears throat> they're saying some people are saying that it has to do like one of the factors has to be their vaccination status. Yes. Um, That's which. All that. Which, I mean, it makes sense because, like, especially if you're someone like, um, like, we should not Nia Jax all the time, but, like, she was one of their biggest heels on the Raw roster. Like, if she, in fact, wasn't vaccinated and they go to take her, like, overseas to work a program with, say, like, Becky Lynch or something, like, she's not going to be able to travel as easily as someone who, like, like, say, Becky Lynch is vaccinated, like, someone like Becky Lynch. So then they'd have to like completely rework their tour. Yep, but the matches they have planned out. So. But my only thing with that is, is like the WWE is like one of the bigger donators to like the Donald <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah. It's like, so do we really think that's why they release these people? You know what I mean? I, I honestly don't think so. I mean, because you can easily put someone in that role for a for an overseas tour, or, you know, to tour all the country, and uh, you can still travel unvaccinated. You just have to have a negative COVID test like seventy two hours before you fly. Yeah. So, I, I heard I heard I heard four of these people ask for their release. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Two of them. And two, uh, and they were both couples. So I, uh, yeah. I heard that Keith and Cross asked for the release. Um, yep. But I, I don't know if that's true either. Um, I know they had been. I know. Um, I think it was both. I don't know if it was both Lindsay and Grand Metalik, but I know Grand Metalik did. Yeah, most. I, I wouldn't be surprised because when's the last time Grand Metalik hasn't been used at all. Um, right. Lince Dorado's wrestled a couple times on his own. Right. But, yeah. I mean, Harry Smith, like, David Hart Smith, like, I didn't realize he was under contract. Yeah. I thought he wrestled, like, one dark match, and then, like, what's he been doing? <laughs> I mean, so I mean, to be honest, looking at this list, there's probably only about five people here that I'm like, well, they kind of lost something by releasing them. Yeah, but those type of people they kind of like failed them over the last uh, year or so, anyways. So it, it may be better off for them 
Uh, like, I'm pretty sure Amber Moon would be, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I was AEW, I would, you know, uh, give my left nut to pick up Amber Moon for my women's division. Yeah, absolutely. Because she, I mean, she's by far better than anyone they have on their roster right now. Yep. Um, and then, I mean, uh, I'm not, everyone, it's Karen, no secret, I'm a huge Ember Moon fan. Like, I love Ember Moon. She's one of my favorites on, one of my favorite women wrestlers today. Like, the mm-hmm. modern era. She's one of my favorites. She's phenomenal in the ring. She's got a great presence to her. Um, I think with her getting back into the independent scene and transitioning back from, from Ember Moon back into uh, the war goddess Athena, I think I think we're going to get, like, a whole new level to that. Um, wherever she ends up, like in AEW, Impact, NWA, um, wherever she goes, she's gonna be she's gonna be a draw for that company. And the same thing with uh, I'm not calling her Frankie Monet anymore. It's Taya Valkyrie. Um, wherever she ends up is gonna be the same thing too. And you would be like Impact. I think may probably be the best, the safe bet for her. But I wouldn't be surprised if AEW throws some some decent money trying to get her. Uh, and I think uh, Karen Cross and uh, Keith Lee will probably let them on their feet. Yeah. Um, oh, the rest yeah. of this list, eh, you know, I don't think we really lost too much. I mean, not not really. <laughs> like BFAB didn't really do a whole lot. Like she wrestled maybe what, right, two here, matches. Let's, let's, let's go down the list here. I'll tell you my take. BFAB, no. Amber Moon, nope. yes. Eva Marie, it's going to lose yes. all faith off the earth. Uh, <laughs> Frankie Monet, Ty Valkyrie, yes. Grand Metalik will be fine. Harry Smith, fine. Jeet Rama, no idea who that is, don't care. Jesse Kamea, fine. Karen Cross, fine. Katrina Cortez, fine. Keith Lee, fine. Nancy Dorado, fine. VAM, fine. Nia Jax, thank God. Uh, Oni Lurkin. <laughs> <laughs> Oni Lurkin will be fine. Scarlet will be fine. Trey Baxter, no one gives a shit. No one gives a shit about Zadania. There you go. Easy peasy. Move on. <laughs> uh, it just it sucks because like they straddle. Like Cross was great, was doing fine in NXT. Yes. And then they bring him to Raw, them. and then just completely shit the bed with him. Uh, Keith Lee, great in NXT. It had some great showings at Survivor Series, Royal Rumble. Still part of the NXT roster. Fucked it up. Gets called up to Raw and they fuck it up. Mm. I mean, it's the same thing with Mia Yim. She gets called up and gets put into fucking retribution. Like, really? You want to know? Mia Yim's an asset to any locker room. What do all these people have in common? They all have the same boss who's a moron. Pretty much. I mean, they're all kind of NXT stars. Kind of lost their head when they get called up. Yeah. I am, but at the end of the day, WWE is a business, a publicly traded business. Um, that that's just where it goes. It's money. Money rules like, all. Like like Wu Tang said, cash rules everything around me. So yeah. I mean, that's that's what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. So some of these guys, like I said, will will land on their feet. They'll get picked up by another company. Uh, tear up the independent scene, whatever it is that they're going to do. 
It's not like WWE is the end all be all anymore. We have AEW, we have Impact, we have NWA, we have fucking GCW, like MLW. There's so many other promotions out there that are making waves. They might be, you know, the the top of the pile like WWE is, but some of them are getting close. Like AEW, AEW's getting up there. Like, and yeah. if they WWE keeps releasing the talent like these guys, like your Keith Lee's, your Carrying Crosses your Daniel Bryan's like all these people and they find a home in AEW. They're just going to make it that much better. Yeah. Daniel Bryan just didn't resign. Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, no, they still lost them. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Like, to be honest with you, like if I was in charge of WWE, uh, right now, I would probably be doing <laughs> the same thing they're doing right now. Um, and I think what I would probably do is I'd probably end the brands, uh, cause I think that's what, that's why AEW is able to compete with WWE right now is just because, you know, they have like a, like a star studded roster that you just, you know, you see, Absolutely. you know, um, you don't have so many, so many focuses, you know? So, yeah. And you that's, may see like an old school return because you know WWE ain't the only one on the block. Why yeah. you know develop talent when you don't have to? You can just pluck them from NWA or yeah. Impact or something. Like, you know? like in all honesty, like we wouldn't have CM Punk if we didn't have AEW. Like we wouldn't have CM Punk back wrestling if we didn't have AEW. Yeah. Which man, he he needs to put some color in that beard. That's old. <laughs> He is old. Like, come on. I know. <laughs> but um, like in all honesty, like you're you're gonna have releases. It's gonna happen. Um, yeah. It sucks, especially after announcing what like a two hundred and fifty six million dollar like third quarter. So, but I mean, it is what it is. They had to give and, all that money to uh, they had to give all the money Goldberg. to Goldberg and Brock. I mean, it's one of those things, too, where, like, I mean, they had releases back in our day, too. Is this, we didn't have the yeah, internet. It's just, yeah, we didn't know. So. Yeah. And that's oh, a yeah. problem. Like, everyone gets, like, everyone gets so butthurt over WWE releasing talent. Yes, it sucks. Like, we get that. You don't ever want to see anybody lose their job. But in that same aspect corporations do this stuff all the time it's just not publicized like wwe is at least it's not being paid attention to unless it's something that you actually care about like how many people care that ibm laid off the shit ton of people at the beginning of the pandemic or in the middle of the pandemic how many people actually care about that that are wrestling fans nobody but you release samoa joe or carrying cross or keith lee then it's like the biggest fucking shit storm in the world no or, I mean, look at AEW, like, the people that are doing that, like, if you look at AEW roster a year ago, there's people on there that's not on there anymore. Yeah. Right now? No. And that's the thing, too, like, AEW doesn't actually release people, they just don't re-sign their contracts. So they may have gave, like, signed them for, like, six months, just as, like, a trial basis thing, and, like, they'll either keep them or they won't, yeah. but they, they won't terminate their contract, they'll just let them ride out, you know, so that they'll use them until that contract ends and then they won't re-sign them yeah now 
what the uh, talent on WWE needs to do, um, which I don't know if they need to, you know, unionize or whatever, but uh, somebody needs to, you know, kind of grow the balls and just be like, hey, I'm not signing a no-compete clause. Absolutely. That no-compete clause is bullshit if you're getting terminated. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand, like, yeah. if... Like, well, I think got- they they still get paid for that, you know, 30 or 90 days. WWE still pays them for that yeah. time frame. I mean, I know they still get paid, but still, like, like as a wrestler or a performer, yeah. like you'd want to, you want to keep your momentum going. You know, yeah, especially mean? if you're, you're like riding high. So. Like you don't see yeah. it in like the NFL, you know, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Um, they also said after this has come out too, that they're looking at NXT talent every six months, and if there's no improvement. And tell them that they've signed, then they'll be let go as well. So any NXT developmental talent. So every six months, uh, I'm sure we'll see uh, people getting released. So once, yep. So I mean, it makes sense. Like, what other job do you know that doesn't do performance evaluations? And then your, you know, coaches' performance and stuff like that. I mean, it's not. It's people let go because of their performance. Because in this day and age, especially now, warm bodies are needed pretty much everywhere, and making right. away with anything. Yeah, <laughs> I think they didn't have uh, more uh, loser leave town matches though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hey, WrestleGoodin Podcast. Are you a fan of old school WWF, but you don't want to give that millionaire Vince McMahon any more money? Well, lucky for you, I owned a VCR back in the 90s and recorded every pay-per-view. Each tape is $15.99, and we can meet up at the Mayflower on 15501. Hit me up on Facebook, Will Jeffrey. I still got vape juice. Sorry, I'm not talking. I'm listening to... um... Uh, Eddie Kingston and CM Punk talk, so it's kind of hard to pay attention. Oh, yeah, I gotta, gotta make sure I watch that this week. Which uh, which, beg, which begs the question I have: Would you rather watch CM Punk and Eddie Kingston twenty minute match of fighting or a twenty minutes talking match back and forth? Oh, that's that's rough. That is rough. <laughs> that is very rough. What kind of match? Um, just a regular match versus like a, a War Words match. I'd rather just see the War Words. Now, if it was like a hardcore match or something, I might would watch it. But I would probably, I'd probably have to say the 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 promo battle would probably outweigh the actual match, not by a lot, but yeah, like I I think I'd rather see that, like just because these guys are. These guys murder the mic anytime they're on TV. Like, and especially if it's a heated promo, um, like Punk can go on that aspect. And same thing with Kingston. Like, yeah. I've, we've said it numerous times that Kingston is just phenomenal on the microphone. Mm-hmm. Just the, the passion that he puts behind his promos is amazing. All right. Um, speaking of AEW, it was um, announced before. Earlier this week, said uh, that Mox has entered into rehab um, to um, help his addiction with alcohol. 
alcoholism. So um, big props to Mox for that. Uh, takes a lot to ask for help. Um, glad that he realizes that he may have a problem and got the help that he needed for it. So, I agree with spe- the wife, especially for his uh, family. Yes. So, um, with that happening, with Mox going into rehab, he is supposed to fit Russell Orange Cassidy on Dynamite um, in the Eliminator tournament fo- tournament matches, but they moved um, Miro into his spot. So Miro defeats Orange Cassidy, and then we got the final setup with uh, Miro taking on Brian Danielson at full gear. Yeah. I think that should be deep. should be a pretty solid matchup. Did uh, they? Yeah. Did they actually wrestle in WWE? Like, I don't remember them actually crossing paths. They may have. But I don't Probably. remember. I would say there's, like, no way they haven't, like, at least had a match. Or like, been involved in, like, some kind of, like, tag match or something. But I don't I don't recall them ever having a singles match. Because I think they were on different, for the majority of their runs, I think they were on different brands. And I think Ooh. when they're on the same brand, uh... Danielson was the uh, the GM of SmackDown. Oh. I mean, they at least had Daniel a Bryan versus Rusev, men's Money in the Bank qualifying match. No good. Awesome. Go. Oh, I think this match will probably end up being way better. Probably hundred percent. I like the I like Miro's Redeemer thing that he's doing. So it's definitely like. Way better than you know the best man thing that they brought him in with, and I could get up there like Rusev Day. Uh, let's see. So, damn, so there's that. Uh, Carl got some sad news for you. Uh, Sabu has officially retired again. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he said he is officially done. Um, he quoted in an interview. He said, "I'm not doing real good. I hurt my back about a year ago, and it's still been hurting. I wrestled a couple weeks ago, but I shouldn't have. I've only wrestled like twice in the last year. I only went to the gym a couple of times the last year because I hurt my back. I'm probably not going to wrestle no more. I'm probably just going to do autograph signings and personal appearance type stuff." He did say though that he would consider like the the only match that he would consider doing coming out of retirement for to be his last and final match would be against Brock Lesnar. Oh, that'd be cool. I, that's what I was thinking. Like Sabu versus Brock Lesnar would be a fun match. Yeah, Lesnar would probably legit kill him, but I mean yeah, I think it would be a good matchup. Yeah, I seen uh I seen Sabu Hey, that's probably been about 10 years ago now. Um, I like a high school gym. Um, no, take, take it all back. It wasn't a high school gym. It was actually a church gym. Uh, like at, at an indie show. Uh, R.I.P. Burt Prentice, because it was like one of Burt Prentice's shows. Um, uh, versus, I think, I think he took on Chase Stevens, if I'm not uh, mistaken. And uh, then I was like, yeah, he probably should retire because, like, he couldn't, he couldn't do a whole lot of the Sabu stuff anymore. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, 
Yeah. I mean, he brought the, he brought the chair to the ring and then he jumped off of it a couple of times. But like he has like a particular style where like you can't do that until you're old age. You know what I'm saying? Like Ric Flair had like a different style to where he could go, you know, forever. Yeah. Sabu kind of has like a different, a different style that yeah, it don't really translate as like a, a old guy doing that, you know. Yeah, that's a, like I saw like the only time I've ever seen Sabu live was at a Raw, um, like two thousand six. It's in Rochester, New York. It was during like the whole like, um, ECW invasion thing. Like yeah. they tried to do it the second time. It was before um it was before one night stand. I saw yeah. um, Sabu put uh, John Cena through the announce table. Yeah. I just remember Sabu like he he was like one of my favorite wrestlers, him and I've been there. But uh after that um that barbed wire match with like Terry Funk. Like, oh yeah. He, he was he was like a fucking legend in my mind, like Duck taping his arm. Yeah, or, or wrapping himself up in barbed wire. You know, that yeah. was like, we, we talked about that at school for like fucking months. Like, yeah, he fucking wrapped himself in barbed wire. Like, he could fucking beat anybody. You know what I mean? It was this, yeah. He was like, <laughs> he was a legend. Um, uh, actually, seen him wrestle a bunch of times. Uh, he used to. Uh, he wrestled in um, uh, USWA a couple times. Uh, you know, uh, wasn't quite as developed as he was in ECW. Uh, ECW, you know, he was awesome. Uh, he also did yeah. a little bit in WCW too. Uh, a little bit. He was in WCW for a little while. I remember yeah, seeing him. Have a uh, yeah, real. Real big run in WCW. Yeah, but, he was on. He's like on the Saturday show, like a lot. I remember. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, he was in WCW for a little while. I unless I'm just totally, you know, getting him confused with somebody else or something. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well. Yeah, so Sabu officially retiring. Uh, what else we got? I think that's pretty much it for to round out the news. Uh, unless you guys got anything else that I missed for that part portion of in-ring news. Um, Cella Toys, getting to the figure news here a little bit. Not a lot of figure news here. Uh, Cella Toys has added Gangrel to their retro uh, figure line. And he will come with a goblet. Oh, well. Uh... Um, Cello Toys also showed off their uh, glow-in-the-dark atom bomb figure, too, which looks pretty freaking awesome. And I think we talked about that last week. They added Linda Vachon. We did talk about that. I think that's pretty much it for figure news. There wasn't a whole lot this week. So we're still waiting on some new stuff from Jazzwares for the AEW line. And I'm sure we'll see some more reveals from WWE going into Survivor Series. 
usually like to announce some stuff around the big pay-per-views. Well, I guess we'll see where that that leads us. All right, so let's um let's go ahead and go away from the news desk and let's head on down to the ring and go bell to bell. All right, uh, we had some pretty decent action this week from WWE. Um, Shotzi returns and answers the challenge for Charlotte. Um, she ends up losing, uh, but then attacks Sasha Banks and just goes like full on beatdown mode on Sasha on SmackDown. That's probably like the best thing that happened on SmackDown. Aside from the uh, Rivalry between the New Day and the Usos getting renewed in the main event. Well, they're not not much not much on SmackDown there. Uh, Raw, not a whole lot to talk about there. It was a pretty pretty solid show. Decent action, decent wrestling. Yeah, I like the uh, the match between fucking uh, um, what was I talking about earlier. Uh, Becky and Bianca. Yeah, Becky and Bianca. Hell, I don't yeah. know what. But, well, that was. A, <laughs> I mean, it ended, you know, with Becky being like a, like a hillish win, but it was still pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I enjoyed. It It was a good opener, and having the two of them like they worked very well together. Um, I do think they need to change Becky's music though. Like, I don't feel like the the big time Bex thing that she's doing. Like I, they need to change her music. Okay, she, well, she's more of like a like a heel type music than what she's got now. Like the Roman Reigns. Yeah, I mean, because like when you had Roman's like Shield music and he's trying to be like the head of the table thing, and it just didn't really work that well with that character. But now they've got his newer the music that he's using now, and it just fits better. I think that's what they need for Becky. It's something that, that works a little bit better. Because, like, she still comes out and you hear the, whoa. And, like, the crowd still kind of pops, like, huge for it. Becky's still pretty popular, even though she's heel. I mean, she's yeah. like Roman Reigns. Like, is she heel, really? You know? Like, yeah. there's probably more fans of her as a heel than there are people that hate her. <laughs> oh, Garrett, what you think? He's probably still beating off there. <laughs> He's jerking off to the punk um, Eddie Kingston <laughs> promo battle. Love those redheads. <laughs> uh, I think we lost Garrett. Okay. <laughs> uh, we talked about Miro replacing Moxley this week, uh, beating Orange Cassidy. So he'll go on, he'll go on to face Brian Danielson in the finals at full gear. Winner of that will be number one contender to whoever wins uh, between 
um, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Uh, Jamie Hayter advances in the Hose Championship Tournament, uh, the TBS title. Uh, she'll face Thunder Rosa in the next round. That should be a pretty solid matchup. Looking forward to that. Um, Impact Wrestling this week, we had a couple of announcements for um, Turning Point, which is on the 20th of this month. We have the Inspiration uh, defending against Decay, so they're getting the rematch for the Impact Knockout Tag Team Championships. Mickey James will defend the Knockouts Championship against Mercedes Martinez. Like, if you're not excited for that match, I don't know what to tell you. Fucking garbage. And then uh, Trey Miguel will defend the exhibition title against Laredo Kid. <coughs> so awesome stuff there. I was saying, because apparently you couldn't hear me, that they nope. should absolutely change Becky's music. Should you come out to Madonna's like a prayer? <laughs> no, no. There is only one wrestler that comes out to like a prayer, and it's Grado. <laughs> He's the only one that can do that. <laughs> oh. Probably what it was is I just watched like one of the worst things ever in this wrestling match, and it cracked me up. So it just decided <laughs> not to work. Oh, awesome. I'm now watching Red Velvet versus the Bunny. Oh, terrible. Yep. Red Velvet went for like, you know how they do like those like kicks off the ropes and like you yeah. just like fall down? Yeah, the Bunny fell down before she even hit her. See, and this this is the thing. Like, they shit on WWE for having a performance center. AEW, you need some type of training facility so people can work on their timing. This, this is the problem. I mean, WWE is not perfect because they do like stupid shit like that happens all the time. But it doesn't happen as often as it does in AEW. Uh, pretty obvious, Garrett, that Chris doesn't know uh, about the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a training facility all you want. Uh, it doesn't mean that. <laughs> uh, he's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I grew up a, being a Dolphins fan when I watched football. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I just use the Jaguars because that's uh, uh, Tony Khan's bad team. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and also they just really suck. <laughs> <laughs> Have they even won a oh, game this year? Yeah, they won one. Okay. Just one? Just yeah. one. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, all right. So we got, uh, let's get into this. We got full gear coming up on the 13th. So next week, we'll go ahead and um, we'll run down the card for that real quick. And when we do. You guys want to do picks for this this week, or do you want to do wait and do it next week? Is it this week or next week? It's next week. It's Saturday next week. So, oh, uh, um, but they have they don't have the full card announced yet though. Yeah, so we can wait till next week. Okay, so um, we'll, we gotta get it edited now before it, it airs. 
<laughs> All right. So this is what they've got announced so far for full gear. Um, of course, we got Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page for the AW World Championship. Uh, Britt Baker versus Tay versus uh, Ty Conti, the AEW Women's Championship. Not not mad at that. That shouldn't be too bad. Hopefully she um, drops. Ah, she yeah. dropped that title to Conti. No. That's not happening. Uh, Lucha Bros defending against FTR for the AEW Tag Team titles. Which is funny because FTR just won the AAA Tag Titles from them a couple weeks ago. Uh, Darby Allen versus MJF. Uh, of course, we have the finals of the Eliminator Tournament, which is Miro versus Brian Danielson. Uh, the Inner Circle versus American Top Team in a Minneapolis street fight. Um, and Malachi Black and Andre El Idolo taking on Cody Rhodes and Pac. And, 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 we're getting... Eddie Kingston versus CM versus Punk. CM Punk. We knew that was coming. Yep. Um, we should also be getting a match featuring the acclaimed on full gear as well. Um, I don't know what the what Tony Khan's announcement was for them. Which, uh, by the way, the best thing Eddie Kingston said in that whole thing was, uh, "Punk, I'm not here to. I'm not. Don't care if I win or lose. I'm here to beat your ass. And when I'm done, I'll see you in seven years." Ah. Oh man! <laughs> and that was when Punk, and that was when Punk and him got in shit. It was good. You you'll have to oh, watch man. it. Yeah, definitely have to watch that. Um, yeah, Kingston, Kingston's Kingston is lethal on that mic. Like, mm-hmm. The uh, funny thing is, is that I'll probably be a contender for like. It definitely won't be the best match on the card because you know. Omega and Hangman's gonna be, but it'll definitely be number two. Yeah, I'm pretty. No way, man. Uh, Britt Baker. Anything Britt Baker in is, is is the best match on the card. Yeah, Carl. Carl. <laughs> I'm the biggest Britt mm. in there is. Yeah, I know. Uh, if you guys don't know, uh, uh, Carl has a uh, dentist set in his household. So he can pretend to be a DMD just like it. Britt Baker. <laughs> <laughs> like Britt Baker. Now that that was like the match of the year, wasn't it? The, the fucking Dennis match. Britt Baker versus Big Swole? Oh, yeah. Match of the year right there last year. There was no better match than, than the, the Dennis brawl. The Dennis office brawl. Speaking of Big Swole, when's the last time we've seen Big Swole on TV? I don't know. We haven't. Uh, we haven't seen her. She was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's uh, uh, she's definitely not as talented as her husband. I, w- I will say that. Yes. Very true. Which is a sad. You know, going back to these releases, how has Brandon Cutler not been released? <laughs> There's a lot of people I don't. No, Dude's a freaking like redneck racist piece of shit scumbag, but he still has a job. <laughs> Maybe he's been back a bit. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> oh man, that's fucked up. So that's probably the one thing about about freaking uh, 
Rampage I hate is why does Mark Henry always have to say it's time for the main event? Because uh, they're paying him, so he's got to do something. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Before we get into the Vintage Throwdown, I've got another question for you guys. Uh oh. If you could pick a theme song for your wife, what would it be? Okay, theme song for my wife or my wife? For your life. <laughs> Not your wife. Your life. <laughs> Quiet, witch. I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. Full gear are getting super quick versus Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian in a... Uh, I think it said a street fight. Oh, Gary, what song are you going with? I've... I've I don't, I don't know. Uh, I think you should go first, and uh, I'll figure my answer out later. Oh. <laughs> Best cold play. Cold play. Uh, no, I was talking about Garrett. Oh, yeah, his is yellow by cold play. You got it. Um, all yellow. <laughs> um. So, giving it some thought, you know, I was thinking, like, should I go with, like, you know, like, song, like, the lyrics kind of match my life, or, you know, what to go with. Um, but if I was going to pick a theme song for my life, uh, we'll go with a classic, you know, that was, like, one of my favorite songs when I was little. Um, brings up a lot of memories of, like, me listening to the whole album with my dad. Uh, me and my cousin like the song in the band. Um, I'm gonna go with Red Hot Chili Peppers Under the Bridge as a theme song uh, nice. for my life. Uh, right there. Yeah, that's uh, actually just listened to that earlier this morning on my way to work. Nice car concert, baby. <laughs> yep. Sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner. I'm sorry. That's one of those songs. Like, if you don't sing it, like when it comes on, like if you're in the car and that song comes on and you're not singing along to it, like, I I, I don't know. You know, I always wonder why the Dark Order is still a thing. I don't know. Dude, what's your song, man? Come on. <laughs> you know, I, I really only could think of one song. And I Blues. mean, I, huh? Blues Clues. <laughs> Blues Clues. <laughs> it's kind of a song that's like, I mean, I wouldn't say it's necessarily the song of my life, but it's a song like, I've heard growing up, I've always heard like all the time. I still listen to it to this day for obvious reasons. Uh, but it has like more than just one meaning to me. And uh, that would be uh, Frank Sinatra's New York. Because one, I'm a Yankees fan, so obviously I listen to it after every Yankee fan game, but just. Like, the Yankees have always been a family thing to us, and 
my grandfather still listens to classical music. We listened to it a lot growing up. So thanks for not just we listened to it a lot over at his house. So always kind of one of those classic songs that we always enjoyed. Nice. I thought I got kicked out for a second. <laughs> uh, no, you're good. That's <laughs> very... It was very, very, very heartwarming, Garrett. Yeah. yeah. Um, me, it's it's hard for me to pick one song. Walk Pente. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, no, no, man, it's gonna be an Incubus song. I already know it. It, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> it it's. It's hard because like Incubus is Incubus is my favorite band. Like that's yeah, that's I know that's the way it is. So um but I have there's so many songs that I like and that are associated with so many different memories. Like especially rolling through uh, like my early twenties, things like that. You know, music was like a big portion of my life. That's like I did everything. Music was like the thing. Um, even like teenage years, like I'd sit outside and play basketball and I'd listen to, I'd have Tupac's All Eyes on Me, like on shuffle. Like listen to that or, you know, just other like random stuff. But it always had some kind of meaning to me if I go back and listen to those songs again. Like it could always be associated to something, something or someone. Um, and when I narrow it down, like the biggest part of my life that has defined me is meeting my wife. Like that's really like where I started to see my sense of purpose in my life. And our wedding song was Incubus's Monuments and Melodies. And when I listen to that song, it reminds me a lot of the the steps that led me to where I am now. So that is that's that's my song. That's the soundtrack and the theme song for my life. I know we're getting, we're getting deep on this podcast here. <laughs> oh. I think it's good. Yeah. yeah. Awesome stuff. Gives our listeners a little something different besides in uh, all our wrestling chit chat for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, enough of that. Let's get into it. The Vintage Throwdown. The Wrestle Getin Podcast is brought to you each and every week by StackOfCards.com. Yes, that's StackOfCards with a Z.com. The best place for your trading card fix. Whether it's new packs or vintage packs, sports cards or entertainment cards, StackOfCards.com has everything you need to feed that trading card addiction. Plus, if you use the code VINTAGE at checkout, you'll save an additional 10% off your order. So pick up your cards today at stackacards.com. That's stackacards with a Z.com. Good. 
Vintage Throwdown this week, we looked at it was Carl's suggestion Survivor Series 1994 eight man tag match. Clowns are us versus the royal family. This was a uh, eight man elimination tag match. Normally, Survivor Series matches are 10, 10 man tag matches, but this was an eight man. Um, I think they, they did eight mans for a little bit there too, but. Um, I think we're going to continue the theme this month by looking at Survivor Series, uh, traditional Survivor Series elimination matches. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to do like the worst or um, just pick random ones, but this one, I think Carl, you said it was on like a the, like one of the worst lists. It was on the worst list, like a couple of worst lists. Uh, like most of the lists had this like one or two, and I'm like. So this has to be bad. And then I watched it and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, <laughs> it. Uh, you you enjoyed uh, Terry Lawler getting pinned three times in a row. Terry <laughs> Lawler didn't get pinned. He won the match. I know. Remember when uh, he's got, Doink's got him on the mat and he's got all the clowns coming in there. And yeah. like Doink starts counting. Yeah, and then he he's he dying. Yeah. yeah, it was it was great. Uh, was I, I definitely recommend this match. I mean, it's a great fun match. Uh, you know, I tie of wrestling a little bit. But that that little bit of actual wrestling in that match, especially the stuff involving Doink and Jerry Lawler, was really good. Like it's like you forget that Dwink is actually like an accomplished wrestler in the ring, um, which you really didn't see a whole lot of in the Dwink character, but you saw more of when he left WWF and was wrestling like ECW, um, you know, as you know Matt Bourne. And like you actually saw like the technical side and him actually being able to, you know, put on a put on a great match. Yeah. Has a good pot of the face at the end of it, Dina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even like even Dink towards the end of that match is clearing house. Mm-hmm. Like Dink yeah. was going to town on the royal family. <laughs> that was awesome. We need a Dink figure. I need a Dink. <laughs> we need the whole like Survivor Series one. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. So, yeah, it was like like Carl said, it was very like you're expecting it to be terrible just because of the way it was. And we told me when you said something about this match, I thought it was the uh the one with uh men on a mission dressed up as doink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the one I thought it was be too, but then like I guess, you know, looking at the years. Cause that was like that happened right after I think I think they fired like Doink right before the Survivor Series, and so they brought in Men on the Mission to yeah play some of of it's crazy. Oh, uh, it's fun. Sorry, I'm distracted. That's nothing new. 
I'm sorry. I'm watching John Silver versus Adam Cole. Oh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Johnny Hungy. Johnny Hungy. That he was looking at buttholes again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go for the next one. I'm going to pick just a random you here about Survivor Series 87. What match? We'll figure um, it out. Pulling up the match card now. I would say they probably had like a bunch of fire cases. Let's see. What do we got here? All right. So we have. It's a new way. Can we do this one before? I think we talked about this one. Yeah. So the, this whole Survivor Series is all elimination matches. Kind of feel like we've done this one before, or at least we've talked about it somewhere. There's one that's all tag teams, but I'm looking at. Yeah, we've already uh, done it. We did the one that was like all tag teams, and it had like yeah, Killer Bees. Does, yeah, the British Bulldogs, the Killer Bees, the Rougeaus. Yeah, we've done that one before. Strike yeah, Force. We did the whole pay per view last year. We did the whole pay per view? Yeah. Why don't so you just did... let me figure it out? I'll, I'll pick it. I'll look it up. Just trust me. Gotcha. Oh, that's right. I remember the women's match now. Okay. I don't know why. Don't worry. I'll find us a good one. Yeah, the women's match had the the beautiful bombers or whatever they were. Yeah. Called. Yeah. Trust me. I got it, Chris. Got it? I got I just it. Decided I'm to go good. ahead. Oh, God. Go, what you know, did you do? Two years in the future to 1989. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll look at something figured out. I've got, how about this one? The Rude Brood versus Roddy's Rowdies. Sounds good to me. Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect, and the Rougeaus. Taking on Roddy Piper, Jimmy Snuka, and the Bushwhackers. Yes, that's cool. That's 89. <laughs> 89. Survivor Series 89. <laughs> oh, man. This one had, there's also King's Court, which is a Savage, Earthquake, Dino Bravo, and Greg Valentine taking on the 4x4s. Jim Duggan, Bret Hart, Ronnie Garvin, and Hercules. This one is uh, quite quite interesting of a lineup here. So. But yeah, let's do the Rude Brood versus Rowdy's Rowdies from uh, Survivor Series 89. I thought Edge would be in the Rude Brood. Uh, unfortunately, no, he's not in the Rude Brood. They should have spelled, uh, should have spelled Brood like Brood. Instead of the correct spelling, but did I uh, send you all that TikTok that showed uh, Edge and uh, asking Bret Hart a question on like a talk show? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool. How do you uh, get noticed to be like to make it to uh, you know the big time? 
Well, I mean, I don't, I don't trust Carl on TikToks anymore after that garbage ass song thing he sent me. <laughs> the Island Boys. <laughs> I the fucking uh, was it Virgil <laughs> just fucking standing there the whole time? Like, was oh, he's talking about the uh, that uh, uh, slimy award uh, song. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah stand there, why am I? <laughs> He didn't do anything. That's that's all he did was stand there. When he was um, with the million dollar man, he did nothing. He's the butler. Must be a butler. I know. But still, that was more entertaining than Island Boys. But I'm gonna just now. That's what, that's what I sound, dude. I'm gonna just Island uh, Boy. Trying nope. to make. Nope. With this island boy. Dude, uh, me and Garrett are going to get face tattoos. You want to join us? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. Good on that one. <laughs> you do your hair like Cynthia from the Rugrats. <laughs> Jellica's doll. <laughs> It's like Cynthia and Goku had kids. That's what they look like. Lord. <laughs> oh man. All right. So that's uh, that's gonna do it for us. Let's leave you like we always do. Uh, some plugs and shout outs. The four horsemen of wrestling podcast. Um, our good friend Phil Gentile over at the Fig Cave. I'll go ahead and check him out. Uh, make sure you subscribe to everything over there too. Um, I know they just dropped some uh, reaction stuff to Mattel's releases. Um, the new Mattel stuff last week. So I'm not sure if he's got anything coming up this week, but definitely subscribe. Be on the lookout for that. Run in podcast, new episode every Friday morning. Go ahead and check them out as well. Our good friends, uh, Tommy Paradise and DJ doing awesome content every week talking wrestling pop culture tv shows football what they're drinking all that fun stuff and our good friend kenny at the call up uh dropping stuff every day had reaction video that he just dropped for the release wwe's talent releases yesterday and doing live reactions to raw and smackdown um each week so definitely check him out uh, that's pretty much the biggest thing I've got here. Also, be sure to check out the Champions Material podcast. Um, and other good friends of the show. Lots of cool stuff there. They run the gamut of pretty much anything from boxing to football to MCU to wrestling. Um, each episode is generally a little different. So they just launched season three of that podcast as well. So definitely check them out. So that's Champions Material you can find them on whatever podcast app you are listening to. So good stuff there. Uh, theme of the week this week, Carl, what you got um, for us? Wait, before Carl, uh, are we doing that thing you sent me an email about, uh, Chris? Uh, yes, but we haven't gotten any information back on it yet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting for, okay. um, Waiting for uh, waiting for them to get back with us. Okay, I'm just making sure with the with the information we need to give people. Okay, sounds good. Just want to make sure. Word life. It's the basic thugonomics. 
Dude, that's like my favorite. I'm surprised I went down. Where's life? Where's life? The best part of that theme is when he goes, I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> dude, uh, shout out to my brother, dude. He had that fucking CD, dude. <laughs> back in the uh, back in the MySpace days, that was my uh, headline thing. <laughs> it went between that and um, my legs going numb from keeping my phone on vibrate. To hide the fact your girlfriend keeps texting me. <laughs> oh man, Jim Class Heroes. <laughs> Carl, theme of the week. What you got for us this week? We rocking I'm out to. I'm, we're gonna rock out to probably the uh, best uh, theme for uh, any wrestling show in the history of wrestling. We're gonna go Union with Underground. No, we're gonna go with the uh, Raw's War, uh, the Raw's War thing, the like first one, like when they switched to Raw's War with the sirens in it. No, the one that's like, like the one that you can't make out what they're saying. It's like, oh, it's talking about like Raw's like a thorn in your eye. I don't know what they say. I I, I never learned. <laughs> <laughs> The one that was like the theme song to Warzone. It's like, it's my life. <laughs> 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 the, it's like, bro, it's like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thorn in your eye, is that they say? It's like something like a thorn in your eye or something like that. Oh, I don't know what they say. I, like, to be honest, <laughs> I never did the lyrics. Is it this one? Yeah, it's that one. Okay. Then that's what it is. <laughs> That'd be a nice little cutout you put in there. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, the uh, 97 Raw is War intro. Yeah. Raw is like Thorpe in your eye. That's why I was like Austin walking through the building where everything's on fire. Dude, <laughs> dude uh, fucking uh, speaking of Warzone, I remember when I picked up Warzone, uh, the day it came out, I picked it up at uh, fucking, what was that name, name of the store? Oh, I picked it up at the store in the mall, the fucking strategy guy, dude. I got home, called my cousin Ricky. I'm like, man, this shit's like watching TV. Y'all pull up the graphics, dude. Pull up the graphics and get to Warzone, because I know you never played it. Mm. That's okay. Warzone attitude. (laughs) I mean, I'm so stoked. Attitude had better graphics. Warzone's graphics were pretty. Bad. Yeah, Warzone was bad. I was so stoked with Attitude, you can make your own wrestler. <laughs> you can make your own wrestler in Warzone. Yeah, but it was terrible. Attitude was better. Warzone, you could make, um, Warzone, you could make, um, too, uh, too much. <laughs> yeah, I, um, my wrestler in Warzone came out with Ahmed Johnson's knee pads. I mean, like, 
<laughs> wasn't many options. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't many options. Like, I'm trying to remember all the characters. Like, he had, like, uh, Stone Cold, uh, Austin, The Rock, Group, and Kind. Uh, Dude Love and um, Cactus Jack was unlockable, unlockable characters. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bret Hart, uh, Owen Hart. I think that's it, right? Oh, uh, the Headbangers. Uh, headbangers. Yeah, Kane and Undertaker. Yeah, it wasn't that big. I think D-Lo was in the game, too. No, I don't think he was. Uh, I th- was he? Thought it was. I think All the Nation was in the game. All the Nation in the game? I think I think All the Nation was in one. Unless they're in Attitude. I'm trying to remember. I know Farouk and... Uh... And I'm in Johnson definitely was in there in the rock. Yeah. Oh, that game was so bad. Okay. At the time, it was bad. Uh, let's see. Shawn Michaels. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Kane. Ken Shamrock. Ahmed Wait. Johnson. Group, the Headbangers. British Bulldog. Mankind. Owen Hart. And The Undertaker. I think I remember it being a pain in the ass trying to do the freaking um, stunner. It was a pain in the ass trying to do anything on that game. Yeah. Uh, but I tell you, it's, it was not as bad as WCW Mayhem. It had the fucking. Uh, uh, I don't know. Back, uh, backstage Assault was pretty bad. Backstage Assault was terrible. Um, but Mayhem was way like because Backstage Assault was a follow up to Mayhem, and the only reason why I got Backstage Assault because you could be Vampiro. That was it, dude. I got Backstage Assault for like five dollars a year after it came out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. But, uh, yeah, uh, Warzone, they have, like, a table on the hardcore match, and, like, I don't know, I just thought that was, like, the shit that they had a table, even though it was, like, hard as hell to get over there to it and actually throw somebody to it. <laughs> was it the ECW games that were modeled after um, Attitude? Yeah. That had, like, a dumpster match? Uh, I can't remember if I had a dumpster match. Yeah, there was, there was a match where you could throw someone in the dumpster in the, I think it was the second ECW game. Yeah. Um, but that was the best off a different, like a different, um, like a different, um, it was like a different company that did that, that did the, uh, well, it was, um, a plane. Acclaim did the ECW games and did the first two WWF games. And then THQ got the the license, the rights for that after Attitude came out. But uh, I remember it took so long for fucking Attitude. But me, me and my friend Chris, shout out Chris. Uh, I don't know if he listens to the podcast or not. He should. Uh, not Chris Matthews, but Chris Alexander. Uh, one of my best friends growing <laughs> up. Um we call, we called fucking Walmart and Target, dude, like, and Toys R Us, like, fucking every day for, like, 
I don't know, like six months. Like, is uh, y'all got attitude yet? Y'all got WWE, WWF attitude yet? <laughs> yeah, I always be like, no, it came out yet. Kept getting pushed back. Alright. Oh man, good times. Alright, y'all. On that note, that's uh episode one seventeen of the Wrestle Getting Podcast. We will talk to you guys next week. Uh maybe we'll talk a little bit more about some video games. It'd be fun. I mean, we could I could probably do like an entire freaking two hours just on WCW versus NWO Revenge. <laughs> Good stuff there. Uh, on behalf of myself, Christy Heat Matthews, Garrett G Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus Call Crossland. Thank you all for checking us out and we'll chat with you guys next week. Make sure you leave us those reviews on iTunes, five star reviews. Help us get a little more uh, exposure to the masses um hit up podchaser.com if you're not on apple leave a review on there as well all the links will be in the episode description to whatever you're listening to make it a little easier for you and that's it and we'll check yeah with you guys next week yeah pray for uh joe exotic he has ass cancer They've been that bitch, Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. <laughs>